You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, and this coming right at you from the 24th of January, 2021. Why are, are we doing this? I thought you should learn about eternity. Because I'll live forever. Exactly. It can take getting used to. It is simple. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and hot off the big finish teleprinter of news, I have this tantalising lineup just for you. That's why we've got reviews, Doctor Who short trips, her own bootstraps by Amy Veers, uh, listeners' emails, of course, behind the scenes, Rever Song Series 8, Slight Glimpses of Tomorrow by James Goss, of course, then the Randomoid Selectatron, where we oh, pluck yes. a random release from the big finish archive, and mm. then finishing it off with a drama tease from River Song Series 8, Slight Glimpses of Tomorrow by James Goss. Thank you, Benji. And now the weather. It's raining. Well, it's not raining here. Actually, the weather is really getting me down. Do you know, today is the first day that it's actually rather nice outside and not... It's sunny. Not It's sunny. It's, you know, here anyway. But yeah, it's pretty depressing, isn't it? You know, I I, I would like sunshine to come back if, if, it, if it could. But it's freezing cold here. Yep. Absolutely freezing cold. I mean, you know, um, I was working in the house. In, in the, the house. house. And a little reference there that no one will get. Um, and... Um, and then so I set off for the shed down my short garden at about, uh, what would it have been, about half past ten. And there was still frost all over the grass and all over the top of my shed. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? It's, you know, it's it's weird British weather time. I mean, I just find the depressing thing for me is just it gets dark so early. You know, if I'm doing yeah, stuff, yes, I want yes. to, you know, I just... I. I want to be working and then when it's night it's night and I can finish work but now it's it's night when I'm working and that's weird for me I mean it is getting a bit lighter I know we're stating the obvious here <laughs> it's yeah you know it's, I mean, it's but it, yeah it's it's the whole lockdown thing as well because when we had that first lockdown last year it was extraordinary extraordinary I haven't touched a drop um, good weather wasn't it for the time of year that's the thing, you could go out, you can have a nice walk, sit in the garden. It felt like a sort of, not a holiday, but a little bit more yeah. holiday-like than now. Whereas now it very much feels like being under house arrest, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it's <laughs> bitingly cold. I yeah. think it's not helped by the fact that, you know, uh, my water uh, mains burst and we couldn't have heating for a little oh, bit of time. And uh, I hope someone's playing a very small violin. And uh, also, we've uh, we've got um, guys in sorting out our kitchen, and so we're kind of <clears throat> living out of pots and pans in the living room. And uh, oh, it's just I just find that it, maybe it's just as you get older, you know, the the cold weather really grinds you down, you know. And thank goodness for Big Finish too, and and seeing you every Friday for a good old chinwag. Oh, absolutely, you know, it raises, and that's the thing is that human contact raises the spirits. Uh, and you know, we both live in Victorian houses, so uh, yeah, not quite as good for for and, holding and in the, the the cold, the cold. Na- yeah, well, holding the getting rid of the cold. Yeah, and in fact, my my um, uh, street has the word Victoria in it. Well, that says it all, in doesn't it? it? Really, and she wasn't yeah. a fan of central heating systems, so you know that <laughs> that'll true? be that. I don't know. 
I don't know. And, I, and I, as we're talking now, I am looking across at some trees and the backs of the, the Victorian, very tall Victorian houses, and it is quite sunny. I can't quite see Chris Chibnall's house. It's just around the corner, just to the right there. But, you know, if I could, I'd be waving. You'd be waving there whilst you're sitting, typing away. Yes, whenever we communicate, he always says, hello, neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> Or can oh, you hear the drilling going on? There we go. It's the robots coming to life. I'm having the guttering fitted. When when this this shed kit arrived, there was no guttering at the back, and it finally arrived. So uh, uh, a fellow is putting it on for me now, and of course he'd be putting it on at the time we're recording the podcast. It's classic. <laughs> well, of course, this is a very British discussion, isn't it? Really about <laughs> guttering. Now, I suppose it's time to. If everybody's seated. They're all waiting for us to to carry this podcast forward. So I think, you know, why not take a look at the latest reviews? What a splendid idea. And as promised, we're looking at Doctor Who Short Trips, Her Own Bootstraps by Amy Veers. From Big Finish Productions. A man in a black leather jacket fled from heavily armed security officers. Doctor Who Short Trips, Her Own Bootstraps. We what? Tell me, Dr. Bryce, what sort of science did you intend to conduct with a bomb that wipes out planets? What's best practices for the study of a weapon meant for genocide? He was exactly where he needed to be. Krakatoa, 1883. Two hours before the eruption. The doctor grimaced as he stared down a younger version of the scientist he'd stolen the atmosphere destroyer from. Dr. Althea Bryce at your service. And who are you? We're in a stable time loop, Althea. A bootstrap paradox. No one could ever be allowed to activate this device, especially not someone like Dr. Althea Bryce. Big Finish. We love stories. And all you need to do is go to bigfinish.com and type bootstraps into the search pane at the top. It says it's search pane at the time on this page, yeah? Time, <laughs> the I... eye of time, brother. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I was writing this very early in the morning. <laughs> I'm reliably informed that you'll find this beauty right there anyway, so just type it in, easy done. Easy come, easy go. So first up, uh, sci-fibulletin.com says, a well-presented peak at the ninth Doctor's life before rose 8 out of 10 nice who review.wordpress.com and the uh, uh, O of who is a zero clever says yes, isn't it it is clever and I think it's worth mentioning every time Jacob Dudman narrates once again showing his immense talent from bringing the different incarnations of the Doctor to life his, I'm reading this very well, aren't I? His impression of Christopher Eccleston in bold is shockingly accurate. Shock. It's a, it's a real shock. And his voice for Althea is distinctive and characterful too. She's the other character in it. Both characters are very strongly characterised by Veers, with Althea serving as a parallel to the post-Time War Ninth Doctor in several sometimes succinct ways. Richard Fox's sound design is on point throughout, bringing the quiet sandy shores of Krakatoa and fast-paced vortex manipulator chases to life with equal flair. Uh, there's also some great music here which adds to the atmosphere overall this is a great debut script for amy veers and another great short trip recommended is that how many stars is that don't know i thought they stubbed their toe it's four stars but it could be anything 
Uh, MichaelGolniewski.com says, Her Own Bootstraps is a fantastic surprise of a short trip with a wonderful mm. premiere script from new writer Amy Veers that's simple but very deep in all the right ways. Mm. Backed by a strong and more subtle than usual performance from actor Jacob Dudman, the narrative takes a relatively standard timey-wimey narrative and uses it as the basis for a deep piece of development for both characters involved and exploring how change and hope can be found even within the complicated and seemingly set in stone boundaries of time itself. Time. And that's 9.1 out of 10 there. Oh, that's getting close n- to yeah, 10. 0.9 off 10 there. Uh, DoctorWhoWatch.com says her own bootstraps is a nice little tale. It's nice to get another glimpse of the Ninth Doctor, especially in such a character-focused story, and it explores some interesting questions of destiny too. Another easy listen in the short trip's range. We're heading over to Twitter Gopolis now. Hannah379 <laughs> says, Love listening to Big Finish's Her Own Bootstraps. Content like this makes me eager for next year when Chris Eccleston returns to Doctor Who. That's oh, right, very yes. exciting. Oh, I, can't, I was so busy going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was just going to come to a halt there. I was thinking that I'm listening to the edits now of the uh, the Chris Eccleston, the first box set, box set whatever that is. There's, we're also doing a first box set. Uh, at Carl Will, four twos, lots of numbers. Uh, last month's short trip from Big Finish was Her Own Bootstraps by Amy Veers. It's a very good Ninth Doctor story, filling in how Clive came to have a drawing of the Ninth Doctor at Krakatoa. I suppose it is, in a way. It's a very good boot strap paradox tale with Dudman proving he can also do a great ninth he can indeed brilliant stuff very talented chap old Jacob Dudman nice fellow well of course now we are going over to uh, Tom Housen 1218 1218 the year 1218 the famous year where the Treaty of Worcester recognised Llewellyn the Great as Regent of South (laughs) Wales I'm sure that's why that's in Tom's name there I bet it is Uh, Her Own Bootstraps from Big Finish by Amy Veers is an absolutely brilliant story and perfectly captures the Night Doctor post-Time War Jacob Dubman is is such a magnificent narrator capturing this script beautifully that's right, the script tried, it tried to get away from him, but he managed to Grabbed capture it. it. Grabbed it. <laughs> Come back, Come here, back with here. the script. Um, I would like to say, actually, I mean, we're assuming that uh, Amy's surname is pronounced Veers. Uh, if I've got that wrong, I'm hugely sorry and will uh, make a full apology next time. Uh, Tom in the TARDIS says her own bootstraps, a nice short tale depicting the Doctor with a new ally that could very well be a companion in some capacity in the future if they wish. I liked it. Mm, he says, interesting. Thank you, Tom in the TARDIS. Is Tommy the TARDIS? Oh, yes. yes. Tom is in the TARDIS. Ah. Well, next week you can expect a <laughs> lot of love for Callum in the boot cupboard, in, in, in the, the, the drawer underneath the sink. Um, there are, there's a cupboard, <laughs> not a drawer under the sink. Uh, I expect a lot of love for Callum Volume 2 next week as we revisit our favourite vintage spy through the series. Spy. Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with River Song Series 8, in which she faces several robotic foes, hence the name of this podcast. You see River Song and the Robots. <laughs> we hear from writer James Goss and River Song herself, Alex Kingston. But before all that, now then, prepare yourselves. It's listeners' emails. 
That's right, emails, gotta love them. It's 2021, the year of the email, which of course is <laughs> replaced next what? year by the year of the email as well, because every year is the year of the email. And oh. if you want to send your emails over, it's so simple. All you have to do is send them to podcast at bigfinish.com and they might get read out. You never know, could be mm. you. So first up, we've got one here from Drew O'Toole, sends on the 11th January 2021 at 8.36.45 UTC00. That's Dublin, Edinburgh, Lisbon and London time. That's what it says here. I just wanted to read that out because it's very rare that you actually get a description of time. Time. Um, The subject of this one is question slash suggestion for Nick and crew. Mm. Hi, Big Finish. Long time listener. Like, uh, lost count of how many times I've emailed you and had you answer my questions. So, I have a suggestion for a possible series that I think would be good and one that might might be worth exploring if you agree. Mm. Essentially, in my mind, this series would be an anthology set of three or four stories, similar to how Classic Doctor's New Monsters is done, but mm. with a twist. Mm. <gasps> The working title is Doctor Who, The Historical Collection. Four stories, four doctors, four historical figures. And it's all Mm. about taking famous historical figures and pulling them out of their proper places in time and space for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for adventure with the Doctor. Think of Mary Shelley and the Eighth Doctor, but with more Doctors. Uh, with such great combinations as the Ninth Doctor and Amelia Earhart, or um, or the Seventh Doctor and William Blake, what do you? If it's the Seventh Doctor, it's got to be with one like like some fun old clown, you know? Like who's who? I'm thinking like who's the most iconic clown of all time? Of course, Charlie Chaplin maybe, or Coco oh, yeah. the clown. But you could see that could be quite a fun. Well, it's interesting that Sylvester, when I first became exec producer, he said to me he wanted to do one about a silent movie. Well, there we go. There we go. Just, just because basically he wanted to do an entire episode where he didn't have to bother to speak. Didn't have to speak. It just 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 a, just a piano playing. I says, what do you reckon? Would this be something that you could look into developing in the future? Regards, Drew. Well, it's an interesting one, Drew. I would say this: that what you're suggesting does happen from time to time in all our adventures. And it's certainly something that we've talked about in the past and come close to doing. Um, But yeah, I would never rule it out. Um, It's just a question of finding the right stories. You know, it's a great, if I could use such a trivial word, gimmick. Um, But I think it has to be more than a gimmick and there have to be really great stories in there. And of course, there's a difficulty with history because history is... um, has a lot of different values to the ones we um, uh, propagate today. Do you see what I mean? Uh, and it's so it's a difficulty. So things that were perfectly acceptable to historical figures, uh, um, historical figures who we view as essentially good people, are, are some of those ideas are appalling and offensive to us now. So that is always the problem, especially with Doctor Who, which is meant to be a family show and has to adhere to BBC values. You know, presenting historical characters realistically is is quite difficult and can cause offence. Well done. So uh, we're very lucky in that we get a lot of emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. So sometimes good ones get left behind. Uh, the one that was sent, uh, this one was sent a few weeks ago. So we're just circling back to pick it up. It's from Stephen Wilson. Uh, it's, the subject is website. 
says, hi, all these lockdowns have given me the opportunity to catch up and stroke or re-listen to old audios. Lately, it's been the lost stories. And some have caused me to see what additional info is on the website. Very comprehensive website it is too. Uh, although any extra info varies somewhat from story to story. It does. It's something I've pushed for, for, for there to be good behind the scenes stuff. But, you know, it's just a question of um, manpower hours, really. I did ask a long time ago for all the relevant bits from Vortex to be put in the behind the scenes or the backstage section, as it's now called. But that still hasn't happened. I, I'm hoping that there's more. Yeah, any of that behind the scenes stuff that's there is largely because I put it there myself. So I'd like to take uh, sole credit for that. Slightly unfair because other people have done it too. For instance, it's uh, only now I discovered that the executive producers of some stories, e.g. Paradise Five, were Nicholas Briggs and Nicholas Briggs. How does that work? <laughs> two different people or perhaps two different jobs with Nick doing both? No, that's what's called a mistake. Um, so Paradise 9, 5, so, well, I'm just getting the numbers wrong now. I should just look at that now. Um, let's have a look. Paradise 945. Paradise 5. So I'm going behind the scenes with this. So I'll write in, can you hear that drill going on in the background? Mm. Paradise, Paradise 5, search. There it is. Ahem. So contributors I'm looking at. Uh, executive producer. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm credited twice. So I'm going to change that now. One of those to Jason A. Ellery. How about that? Instant correction. Bang. I've now... So you go back and check that, Stephen. I've now corrected that on the website. That's service Thank you. for you. Yeah, just write in and let us know the other ones that have me credited twice. On another matter, says Stephen, I'd really like to compliment the sales team. Oh, well, that's Cheryl and co. I had a query regarding the monthly releases and it was dealt with promptly, politely and without any hassle. As we'd expect, they are great people there and they work really, really hard. It's been really trying times for them during the whole pandemic thing and you know they've reorganized restructured they've adapted and been absolutely brilliant uh, it's a pretty obvious thing to say but i really want to say it that we couldn't do it without them they're such a valued part of the big finish team and they're working so hard physically hard as well um and um, it's really hugely hugely appreciated so thanks guys i don't know whether they listen to the podcast i know they do listen to big finish releases while they're working which is rather lovely if you go in there you can hear people being exterminated in the background <laughs> and uh, you know it gives them a knowledge of what they're doing as well bit of free entertainment anyway so guys if you are listening cheryl and the crew thank you so much for being brilliant and steven's giving giving you appreciation as well yes benji i think you were clapping it sounded like you were patting a horse <laughs> yeah, it does. It's hollow clapping there. That's, yeah, that's right. That's Give him a carrot. Cut hands. There you go. That's normal clapping. I did that in uh, Dalek Empire 3, I think, where they had to pat a horse and someone patted themselves. And I said, that sounds like you're patting the horse. Could you just do a wild track of that for me? And I used it as the horse patting sound effect. Very good, isn't it? Yeah, so good, from complimenting Cheryl and crew, I end up talking about patting horses. I'd like to apologise for that segue. It's so nice to see a team able to be flexible, says Stephen, and not force their customers to jump through hoops. Absolutely customer service that's that's the uh, customer relations management crm as they call it in the modern world uh so i thought i'd mention this and please pass my thanks on to them i certainly have and i will also forward that email to them actually um yeah i will do that thank you Stephen. 
We got one here from Michael Totes, uh, which totes amazing. This one totes amazing. Uh, Jago and Lightfoot series fourteen says here, uh, dear Nick and Benji, this isn't to bemoan the lack of a physical release. For that, I will need to pen a strongly worded postcard. <laughs> um, <laughs> the purpose of this email is to say a great big thank you for oh, giving us more Jago and Lightfoot, especially the legendary Lost series fourteen. Mm-hmm. In the far distant past, I'd written in about the possibility of a Jago and Lightfoot Christmas special, and then in the not quite so far distant past, written in again about the possibility of some form of release of the stories from Series 14, and on both occasions, Nick kindly said they hoped that Big Finish would be able to do something. Yes, and now yes. here I am in that happy place of having Jago and Lightfoot on, on a pre order, uh, a pre order including Jago and Lightfoot's story set at Christmas. Yeah. Unlike so many of your listeners, the lockdowns have resulted in my listening to far less audio drama. In oh. fact, you could call it a New Year's resolution. I decided to stop pre-ordering as I could no longer justify no. the expense. Fair enough. Still having such a backlog of audios waiting to be heard. I did wonder what would break that resolution and now I know. <laughs> Thanks again, and any chance of a spoiler? Oh. Will we get a Christmas version of the Jago and Lightfoot Christmas theme in the... Christmas theme? Just the theme in that final story. Uh, kindest regards, Michael, sent from a very happy place. <laughs> uh, I can't do any spoilers. I, uh, I did receive a trailer the other day, but it's gone into the marketing pot and will be released at the appropriate time. Most uh, satisfying. Yeah, most satisfying. Most satisfactory. Uh, more emails next time. And remember, when you send them, you can either do it via the website or write directly to podcast at bigfinish.com. go well time now to go behind the scenes with the latest adventures of river song released this week as a digital download and collector's edition cd and here we focus on episode one glimpses of tomorrow by james goss hello i'm david richardson i'm the producer of the diary of river song the genesis of this box set is an interesting one really in that um <laughs> the river song box set you're listening to was not the one that was planned um We'd started work on it and were developing scripts at the start of 2020 and then lockdown happened and we realised that the scripts that were forming we couldn't make. They were too technically challenging, basically. Um, We needed a full studio in order to actually uh, deliver what we wanted to do. So we went back to the storing board. We We were able to take some elements of what we'd planned. The bits that we couldn't use we'll return to later because they're brilliant, very exciting. So we we settled on uh, the idea of doing a box set with River and the Robots. Just the idea of getting River with K9, doing a mechanoid story, uh, which would also set some of the um, some of the landscape of Dalek Universe later in the year, which um, also features River Song. So uh, it's yeah, it was it was just gets coming up with ideas again, the Texiters. I'm James Goss and I wrote Slight Glimpses of Tomorrow. And now you've brought me here. Because you're my responsibility. Eternity is something you need to come to terms with. Time just passes, and I will always end up alone. No. 
Time only passes if we let it. The idea was River showing Rachel basically how to come to terms with eternity. You know, if you live forever, how do you actually interact with forever? How do you responsibly live as a time traveller? How do you responsibly live on a world without changing it completely? Or do you change it not at all? Do you take over? And it's it's just that idea of um, taking an approach to wandering through time that somebody like River can do that's very slightly inspired by George Bernard Shaw and very slightly inspired by Virginia Woolf's Orlando, but mostly just because it would be fun. Hello, my name is Alex Kingston and I play Professor River Song. And I'm Salome Hartel and I play Rachel. I find the character kind of interesting since she is like an android or a robot, but she does have feelings, which is kind of strange because I think she doesn't quite understand them, which is why I think she likes River because River's human, but she also kind of has gone through time so much that she struggles with that a bit as well sometimes and remembering that she is in fact human and mortal. We met Salome through Alex. Um, Alex brought her into the studio in one of the early episodes of River Song and she's smashing a really lovely human being and she's an actress as well and I just thought it would be nice back in, I think we were on was it the second box set where Salome came into the series as the character Rachel? Um, we did that episode a few years ago and just had a fun time. It was, it was a lovely script, a lovely character, and Salome did a fantastic job with it. And there was just so much more potential for what we could do with Rachel because it gave River a kind of daughter figure in her life for a while. And the Irony being, it was played by Alex's own daughter, but even that sort of imbued the material with an extra dimension. When um, it was a, lo you know, a long time ago now, since Salome was here and created the character of Rachel, and, and you did so well that last time that it's been so lovely to know that there's been another episode for you to do potentially, yeah. and that River and Rachel have the potential to sort of meet up and have these journeys. And, and I think, like Salsa said, it's a... Um, for Rachel, she's sort of she's learning and evolving, and in a funny sort of way, because this episode was about watching the evolution of a uh, and the history of an entire planet. It sort of it also felt like Rachel was also growing and evolving and um, gaining just more experience and wisdom. Obviously, in it, she kind of considers River as her aunt or like a motherly type of figure. So obviously it makes it a bit easier that we kind of have that relationship. Obviously it's different because they're characters, but it, yeah, it makes it, it's nerve wracking working with you because you're my mom. So it's, <laughs> it always gets me a bit flustered, but it's also really nice because I do feel like there's a level of comfort already established. So, But you jump in. I mean, you jump in and you just go for it, which is great. Thanks. You can't argue with the history of a star. So we made no difference. This was just... What, an exercise? Just go to bigfinish.com and type River Song Series 08, that's the important thing, into the search pane at Zate. the top. Zate. <laughs> <laughs>
at the top to find this rather delightful release. As you know, we're drama-teasing you with the first 15 minutes of it very soon. But first, it's this. Yes, well, welcome to the Randomoids Electrotron Zone of the podcast. This is mm. where we randomly select a random Big Finish release and randomly and very precisely give you a 25% discount on it. Okay, oh, well, it's exciting. So we've spun the wheel, and the wheel has come out with 142 Doctor Who, The Demons of Red Lodge, and other stories. Oh, right. Now, who were the authors in this, then? The authors in this one was Jason Arnup, uh, Rick Briggs. That sounds Aha. like your pseudonym. <laughs> um, William Gallagher and uh, John Dorney. Right. I wonder... Oh, yeah, John Dorney's one is... Um, it's like a commentary, isn't it? Uh, from director Martin Ashcroft, leading yeah. actors uh, Sir Jack Merivale and Joanna Burke, plus the film's historical advisor, the mysterious Dr. John Smith. Here's of the course, trailer. Coming, coming soon, soon from, from Big, Big Finish, Finish Productions, Productions Doctor, Doctor Who, The Demons of Red Lodge and Other Stories. Doctor? Where... Where are we? I haven't the faintest idea. Guards, take Dr. Smith to solitary. What is this place, Doctor? It's huge, like a cathedral. Welcome to Concordum, Nissa. Please! No! Stay away from the curtains. Hello, and welcome to this 25th anniversary DVD. My name's Martin Ashcroft, and I directed Dr. Demonic's Tales of Terror. Uh, we're, we're here to see Mr. Cooper. Perhaps you could let him know we've arrived. We're, um... Uh, friends of his. Uh, musicians. Look after yourself, miss. Don't look like the sort to end up in jail. Oh, seemingly not. Geoffrey Belvedere Cooper, born 1941, was a reclusive guitarist working in the progressive rock field. Oh, don't you look young, Sir Jack? It was a long time ago. We all looked younger. Uh, except you, Dr. Smith. You don't look a day older. Don't I? <laughs> I mean, literally, not a day. I've had enough of being afraid. My nerves can't take it. Please, don't open them. I'm sorry. Oh! Hello, I'm the Doctor. Whoa! Stop right there. If you're going to say Dr. John Smith, I'm going to be starstruck. Biggest crook on folly! And that's a wrap. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. There we are. Rather good. Um, Jason Arnott wrote a couple of things for us. He uh, did Unit Dominion with me, uh, where he wrote it and I rewrote it. So it was a sort of team effort. And Rick Briggs was, of course, uh, the winner of a script competition. He wrote a few things for us. I think maybe the entropy composition was his winning storyline, actually. For, mm. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it absolutely was. It's a fantastic idea. A, a lost prog rock symphony is unearthed from the vaults with catastrophic consequences for the entire cosmos. Sounds I like that prog being, rock to me. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that being a really uh, fantastic uh, story that that won him the, the the top job there. Also, William Gallagher has done quite a few uh, stories for us as well in the past. He wrote uh, "We're an Isle," I seem to remember. Yeah, that's an interesting one with uh, Flip and the Sixth Doctor. Mm, yeah, so uh, you get um, a 25% discount on this. How do you do that, Benji? 
super simps all you have to do go to bigfinish.com on the menu there you'll see podcasts go to podcasts slide into there you'll have the podcast the the main podcast the latest from the uh, podcast from big finish click read more read in the more, blurb yes. underneath the picture of us it will say just click here and enter the code buck up that's buck up b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters no spaces no complications so simple put that in and biggly boo biggly they you will get your uh, release this one in particular is download only so uh, just I don't know why I'm making you aware just am fill a gap in the collection why not eh why not well thanks very much for that Ran sadly uh, time now for us to say goodbye in the style of what what should we do Benji what about in the style of anything from uh, the Peladon stories it just, I just wanted to go, yes, and goodbye. You know that. You, you know, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah of yes. course. Yeah. That was very good. Thank you very I'll much. I'll do it in the style of um, Agador. Hippish, <laughs> hippish. Um, I should do it. I should do it as Commander Azexia, shouldn't I? Yes, Doctor. <laughs> goodbye. I always wanted to know what the. What the um, the buffet was like in, in on Peladon because you'd have to have a, a real selection of different food to satisfy so many different tastes. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the buffet of Peladon. <laughs> nice <laughs> crisps! Whenever I think of that voice, all I think of is just the, the constant use of the words the Earth Delegate! Just constantly, <laughs> oh, stop going on about the Earth Delegate! And now, for your delectation, our free 15-minute drama tease, River Song Series 8, Slight Glimpses of Tomorrow, by James Goss. Showing you history. The dinosaurs are okay. Okay? Kind of sweet, actually. The cavemen are boring. Well, of course they are. They're cavemen. But cave women. Really? Yes. Look, the men are heading off for the hunt. And with the men gone off to hunt dinosaurs. What? The dinosaurs are only at the other end of the beach. That's hardly hunting. Hush. My point is that, with the men out of the way, the women get on with the hard work. They're doing laundry? Getting the stains out of bear skin is a knack. That's not all, though. They're hunting down those small creatures and wringing their necks. Just in case the men fail to kill something. 
again. But that's not what we're here for. It's that woman over there. What's she doing? In her few spare moments, she's taking an interesting, shiny stone and she's hitting it to make it a prettier shape. Then she'll slowly, slowly bore a hole through it and put string through it and wear it. And she's making this planet's first ever piece of jewelry. And that's more important than dinosaurs. Oh, yes. Why are, are we doing this? I thought you should learn about eternity. Because I'll live forever? Exactly. It can take getting used to. It is simple. Everyone I knew grew old and died, and I continued. Alone. On an empty world. Time passed. I wondered if you'd come back for me. Oh, I always come back for the children left behind, Rachel. Thank you. And now you've brought me here. Because you're my responsibility. Eternity is something you need to come to terms with. Time just passes, and I will always end up alone. No. Time only passes if we let it. I am going to teach you how to live in it. That's the secret of eternity. So, I'm showing you the history of a planet. So far, there's a lot of sand. Well, this is different sand. And from the top of this dune... See? That is quite a city. Oh, no one knows how long the tribes wandered the sands before they found this place. A fertile delta leading out to the sea. Crops grew abundantly, cattle loved it, the people settled down, took their time over building. Oh, they really took their time over the buildings. <laughs> They're amazing. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. We're going to visit a woman who loves pyramids. I can't see any pyramids. That's because she's not started building them. You must be the Lady Armis? Yes. Who are you? Oh, just two visitors. Definitely not time travellers. No, definitely not. Obviously. Such a thing's impossible. Unless you're gods. Are you gods? No. Are we? No. I'm Rachel and this is River. We're visitors to this town and we just had to meet you. Travellers have heard of the Lady Armis? Oh, this is an honour. Uh, sorry, I'm not getting up. I'm busy. Find a servant, they'll bring you refreshment. We're fine. I'd like a water. We're fine. You're probably wondering what I'm doing. No. Yes, it looks fascinating. My husband is a wise and clever merchant. No one knows a grain silo like Debontis. How interesting. You think so? Well... Anyway, he leaves me alone with plenty of time, and the maids are good sewers, so I'm allowed hobbies. Reading? <laughs> Heavens no! Why, can you read? Yes. <clears throat> oh, how wonderful to be allowed to. What town are you from? Cinearch Tea. Uh, just over the sea. How lovely. And women can read there. Fascinating. No, I'm allowed to make jewellery. The thing is, when you hold a stone up to the sun, it changes the light that comes through it. Mm, lovely. It is. 
Young lady, when you're a little older and less smart of face, you'll realise it really is lovely. The way the light bends through this stone, well, it got me thinking. Thinking of the clear stones you find when you burn sand. Glass. Oh, that's a good name. Yes, glass. I've been shaping discs of glass, and when you hold those up, they bend the world, see? Yes. Yes. Put two of them together in a tube, and why, they bring the sky closer. Oh, here's my husband. What's this? Are we guests? Oh, delighted. Mmm, enchanting. Mmm, they're from Cine Arch Team, my dear. Splendid. Have you girls all been making beads together? No. How were the grain silos? Oh, well, we're trying out a whole new kind of storage pallet. Oh, fascinating. Don't you think so? Grain storage, storage pallets. My, my. How wonderful to meet two women of taste. Would you care to grace my dinner table tonight? I can tell you a little, most of it's frightfully secret, though, about our grain storage. We'd love to. Would we? Oh, do, please. But alas, we have to go and buy fabric and make empty-headed chatter. <laughs> oh, that is a shame. But I know no man can keep a woman from a gossip. <laughs> oh, the very idea. What? Goodbye. Oh, goodbye, my dears. Do call again soon. <laughs> Darling, you haven't told them about your tower, have you? <laughs> don't forgive me. I don't get it. I wanted it here. Oh, this would have made a lovely spot for my tower. But why did you want a tower? Oh. My, uh, niece still has much to learn. Oh, yes. This would have been a good spot. But I wanted to get as far above the ground as possible so that I can use my sky glass. Sky glass? Is what I call my tube of glass. You've a talent for naming things. Have you a better name? Telescope? Very well. I shall call it that, yes. Oh, it would have been ideal for it. Away from the clouds and the smoke of late fires, just looking at the night sky. Why? Because of the shimmering stars, the patterns they form. Oh, they interest me. They need staring at. Do they? They change. You might think the stars are always the same, but they move slowly and gradually. They... They dance across the sky, so what are they? Well, that's easy. <clears throat> I wanted a tower. My husband was worried that I wanted to touch them, but he's a fool. I think the stars are a lot further away than that. Oh, I just wanted to look at them. But he told the men at the silos, and they laughed at him. Oh, men often do. It's how they get in the way of progress. So, no tower for me. I'm sorry. Oh, he's not a bad man. He leaves me alone most of the time. He tries his best not to be embarrassed by having a clever wife. That's good of him. Why, it is. Life is clearly very different in Cine Archdy. I really must visit. No, no building projects for me. Why, the only building project a wife is allowed is... <gasps> oh, uh, excuse me... Please, excuse me. I have to go. No, I'm sorry, this is rude, but I must dash. <laughs> what was that about? Oh, I'll show you. <sighs> she built a pyramid. Could we not have landed at the top of it? 
I think Lady Armis would have taken fright. Can't have her falling off, can we? Oh, no. But why did she build a pyramid? The wives of noblemen are allowed to oversee the building of their husband's tomb. She designed a pyramid. Out in the desert, wonderful clear skies, nice and high up. She covered the top in metal. Why? Let's ask her. No grapes, thank you. We haven't brought any. Oh, it's you. Hello, haven't seen you for... Sorry about that. The salesmen are very persistent. They climb all the way up here and you feel rotten if you don't buy something. Who? The grape sellers. It's been five years since last I saw you. Yes. (laughs) You've built your pyramid. Absolutely. Both a family vault and uh, a peering turret. Observatory? Observatory. Oh, you're still excellent at naming things, my dear. But yes, it's working wonderfully for looking at the sky. I sit up here every night and take it all in. Can I? Be my guest. Just squint through the telescope and try not to faint. I'll do my best. Oh. You can see so many stars, can't you? To the left, I call that cluster the Angry Bees. Oh, Invisible to the naked eye, but they've been out there, buzzing away, all along. What about the metal sheets? Huh? Covering the top of the pyramid. What are they for? Oh, star charts. I've made a map of the stars and have left it for everyone. No chance of losing it. What you've achieved, Lady Armis. It's incredible. It's beautiful. Rachel, have a go. Sure. Oh, it's so clear. You can see the whole sky in the city and and there are people coming. Great sellers. I don't think so. Soldiers. Yeah. Probably off to fight a war with someone. Happens. I think they're coming this way. And your husband is with them. Oh, give me that. Oh, well, I knew he was angry with me. I didn't realize he was such a fool. Debontis, my beloved idiot! What are you doing? History. Armis! Come down off your pyramid! You have upset the gods! How? The gods will not be stared at! Please come down from there! I'm not staring at the gods, I'm... Oh, never mind. Don't be silly, I'm not coming down! Please, my love, stop this! It's important! My love, surrender! Before we have to come up there. Very well. Oh, they're coming and they look really cross. We should go. What? We'll stay. No, you won't. No, we'll stay and help you against them. Take your niece. I will not let these idiots hurt you. But, come on, but... Go back to Cineachty. Tell them. Go. Yes. Lady Armis, I'm sorry that you must deal with these fools. So am I. You are... Brilliant. I rather think I am. Goodbye. Armis! Last chance! Come down from there! Husband, come up here and I'll show you heaven! We're back at the pyramid. A thousand years later, the metal's gone. It's been torn off. Really? It made good weapons, mostly. No. What happened to Lady Armis? Oh, they threw her off the pyramid. There were a lot of wars. They're still going on. But the pyramid remains. That's something. 
It's sad, isn't it? Let's go to a party. Are we invited? I never let that stop me. Oh, thank you. I will. Ooh, bubbles. They're always promising. Smells of socks. Fizzy socks. The best kind. No one throws parties like this era. Look at it all. We're not in the same city, are we? No. This is the floating city of Jade at the other end of the world. I like it here. Can we stay? Yes, of course. We'll need to get some friends, and that's going to require shopping. Come on. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, I think we got away. <laughs> Cassie. Oh, yes. Why did we need to run away from Prince Ruffini? He seems handsome. Because it'll make him want to look for us. Honestly, it's like you don't know anything about men. Won't he go and find someone else to dance with? Probably, but they're not as fun as us. <laughs> are we fun? <laughs> yes. You... We really are going to have to bring you out of yourself. Why? Because sometimes you say odd things. As do you. Mm, true. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Good. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Excellent. Excellent.